0: Wallace Wong is here, or I guess I should say Chef Wallace Wong. Nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Thanks for having me. Now, we're going to talk a lot about knives, and then you and I are going to play with knives, which actually has me a bit worried. (laughs) Um, But why the focus on knives? I think... The focus on knives came from my
1: occupation as a chef. It's like the tool of our trade. You know, a captain has their software, a
0: calculator, a doctor has their stethoscope, chef has their knives. Do so, you feel like the knife is an extension of your, your hand or your body? 1,000%. Literally, it's like an extra finger. Okay, so let's talk about the quality of knives and actually evolve kitchen equipment, frankly. I always remember my mom got pots and pans and a knife set for her wedding. And 60 years Years later was still using the same crap and I went to culinary school and I realized you got to spend a fortune on this stuff but you only spend it once. Yes so as a Canadian Chinese you know my, my
1: background growing up we're pretty frugal. Now spending on kitchen equipment is expensive like you said. I learned the hard way where you know I've bought some cheaper things and and like use it and they break or they just don't last. Going back to my knives for instance the knife that i use for a lot of my stuff i bought it like 10 15 years ago and it was it still lasts what'd so, you pay for it i paid at that moment a hundred
0: okay yeah and well, now yeah. a knife
1: these days a good one as what like
0: 250 300
1: Two fifty, three hundred, but you can really get like a basic one for like a buck 50. And that's like a pretty, and that'll last you forever. Like if I'm a chef and I, it
0: lasts me over 10 years, a home cook or, you know, just an amateur chef or someone at home, lifetime. And what about sharpness? Again, a lot of people, I mean, my issue is I either have to put the, take the knife out of the house and go to a shop, which is not a Particularly pleasant thing to be doing or chase that jackass in the truck down the street when he rings the bell (laughs) I was just gonna say yeah for me. It's like the sharp knife is a safe knife That's like the
1: number one tip. I tell everybody it helps you cook better faster be a better chef so At home, you should always have either a honing steel, a whetstone, or I also teach people that you can use the back of a mug or a back of a ceramic bowl because it's made out of sand, which is essentially a
0: stone. So, that's another tip. And no worries about the fingers or anything? Because, I mean, one of the techniques, and I'm not going to identify the chef, but there is a television chef who has terrible knife technique, and he does not do that thing where you hold your, your hand and your knuckles away from the knife. You can tell me who this is. Off the off, air. Off the air.
1: <laughs> but I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm curious. I can't think of it. Um, but yeah, the technique you're talking about is called the claw. It's essentially whether you're left handed, right handed, you're essentially making a claw so that your knuckles are curled and your fingers are actually underneath your knuckles. The knuckles then are against the blade and then that becomes your guard, allowing you to cut really, really quick and fast and safe.
0: So we'll talk more about knife and knife technique when we make the video because we're actually going to cut stuff.
1: Oh, yes, we are.
0: There's no freaking way I'm going to be able to cut anything the way. You do because you have a world record for cutting cucumbers blindfolded. Yes, yes. Um, The record is
1: 166 slices of a cucumber in 30 seconds blindfolded. So that averages out to about 5.5 slices a
0: second. Yikes! And blindfolded. That's and and blindfolded. Yes, yes. Okay, you weren't worried about that part. No, no. It's one of those. Once you got like proper technique it's cool. All right, so let's move beyond knives. How did cooking as a passion and eventually career start for you? Yeah, I, well, funny
1: enough, I never wanted to be a chef. That was not the thing that was going to be there. It's just my family upbringing or cuisine or culture is very, very food focused. So I grew up with food being like the center of my life. So, you know, my, my best memories, my happiest memories were like together making hot pot, dumplings, family gatherings, big parties with food. So that's sort of how we came to be. And actually, my family um, they immigrated to Canada and were sponsored from a, like a fast food Chinese restaurant so sort of that naturally went through it and a lot of my family did work in the restaurant industry in some way or form whether it's a chef or whether it's like wait waiting my grandmother has a saying if you ever want revenge on somebody, send their significant other, their loved one, or themselves into the industry, and the industry will
0: take care of them. I guess, necessarily, was it Chinese food that you grew up cooking around? Is, has that remained your sphere, or did you choose another avenue? Yeah, so majority
1: of what I eat was Chinese food, Cantonese food, um, and Asian food in general. But then as I've gotten older and with my family, they're pretty like, um, how do you want to call it, they like, kinda like want to a, like a freestyle a bit and like to change things up and and try to try new things so then I use that as my base but then now I cook, I, I cook freestyle is what I call it. Meaning I don't, I, I look at things as ingredients and in flavor versus culture and cuisine per se and being like I can't put Italian basil with soy sauce or something like that. Like for me, that's just freshness and sour and
0: umami And that's how I make dishes and you mentioned freshness And the thing I discovered on a trip to Hong Kong once was that the absolute key to the cuisine was freshness to the point Where like you go and pick a live chicken. It's like getting a lobster in a restaurant.
1: Yeah, I mean Asian cuisine is very known for like their wet markets
0: and like you can go and you, you
1: literally see what you, you you're there, you pick it out, you bring it to the back, the chef cooks it. And I mean, any cuisine in general, like I'll use back Italian, simple is easy, a little bit of basil, tomato, mozzarella, and some olive oil, and there you
0: go, right? Okay, if you were doing Bobby Flay, what would be your signature dish?
1: Funny enough, I don't have one. A lot no? of people, A lot of people always ask me that, and I'm like, I don't have a signature dish, but I can create one, but depending on where we are right now. Okay. So, like, if we had some ingredients here that you... It was, Let's say I went to your house. I can open your fridge, and I can make a dish that's inspired by you from what's there, and I can be like, that is the signature dish for there. I got a pretty full fridge,
0: so you'd have a lot of choice.
1: I've done this before, actually, with other people with literally, like, four or five ingredients in their fridge only. So... I really enjoy it. What well, was that one of the competitive shows you were on? No, no, no. So this one's actually on a, on a new like content series that I'm doing for my socials. Yeah. So I went over to see a friend over in Japan, and he lives on top of a grocery store. And in Japan, obviously, your places are very small. So his fridge had nothing. Literally had nothing. Because he always goes down, he just grabs
0: it, and then just cooks for what he needs, and then that's it. You've been on numerous competitive shows. you won one of them, I think.
1: I've won Chopped Canada yeah. and
0: Fridge Wars. Okay. And then I was a finalist on Top Chef Canada. What do you make of competitive cooking? Because I find it fascinating that when the Food Network launched and all of the food channels on various platforms, it was these very nice people showing you how to cook something. And then we got into this thing where people were cooking, being judged, being kicked off. And so what is that like? I love cooking
1: competition shows it's it's i think it's the the like competitive athleticism of of me like i played basketball growing up football uh, martial arts all that kind of stuff so being able to have sort of cooking almost like a sport if you will is really really exciting but what i also love about it is like you're never going to have that situation ever again the timing, the theme, the, the, the stress, or even just overall, like the ingredients. So for me, it's actually fun as a chef. Cause then I'm like, I get to do something that
0: I don't think I'll ever be able to do. But the pressure of it all and competing against another chef who's as skilled as you are, that, mm-hmm. that must be something.
1: It is. It's funny enough, like, you know, with, from a sports analogy, I have a friend, his name's Chris Bumstead, his like quote is pressure is a privilege. And I think, you know, pressure also makes the good great and separates what What's, who's, who's good and who's great? And when you're on a competition show, even if you're the best chef in the world, when the lights hit, when the pressure's down, when the time is ticking and stuff, everything goes out the window. Like I remember my first show I did, and this was me off working three Michelin best restaurants in the world. It was it was retopped. I was playing my first uh, my first course. My hand was shaking like no tomorrow. I was like I've done this all the time, but I'm like and like the sauce is all over. I'm like man. But after that, then then you're good. All the nerves are out
0: and you're good. Okay. And how about when you're being evaluated? I mean, I guess as a chef, you're being judged at all times. But to come back to Bobby Flay, because I'm an addict, uh, (laughs) one of my favorite things is when somebody criticizes Bobby Flay, you can see him thinking F you. Well, I think... Food is so subjective.
1: That's the hardest part about being a chef or being a restaurateur or anything about food. What I like, you can hate. And when you, what you love, I can be like, this is disgusting, what's wrong with you, right? And especially when it comes to food as a chef, making a plate of food is a lot of love, time, dedication. And for someone to kind of like throw it back in your face, for a lot of people, it's hard to take take criticism for. And that just varies depending on, hey, does the judge have validity? Or who are you, you know? That's why some chefs hate food, food reviewers or like food bloggers that yeah. they don't really have that culinary background.
0: But you got a phone, you take a photo, and you can say this or that. I was reading in your biography, you're a cancer survivor, you're good? I am, I am. It will be 16 years, I think six, 16 okay. years this so year. Okay, so juvenile, I I'm thinking. I have no idea mm-hmm. how old you are. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it was, it was last year of high school, my last year of high school. So 16 years, and it's one of the craziest things that happened to me, but it's also one of the best things that happened to me. Okay, good to meet you. Let's go uh, play with knives. Hey, let's make it happen. Let's go.